Welcome back to a True Sider Crime, True Siders. I am so excited to be back for another week. Being in a studio makes me feel so great that I get to connect with you. If you haven't followed me on Instagram, if you haven't followed our Facebook page, our Twitter, or even our TikTok, you can find the links in the show notes. Today we're going to be talking about Brenda and Spencer. One of the first what they call current day school shooters. Brenda was born on January 29th, 1979 in San Diego, California to Wallace and Dot Spencer. Now, Brenda was the youngest of three children. She had an older brother and an older sister. Brenda was an animal lover. Her favorite musical artist was Alice Cooper. She seemed to be uh average kid when brenda was pretty young her parents decided to get a divorce i don't know exactly what year this happened but it was before she was in high school i do know that the two older kids wanted to live with their dad and the court didn't want to separate them so they sent all three kids with the father wallace they lived in a modest home in a nice area in california called san carlo i guess the suburb of san diego brenda had a talent for photography she was a great photographer and she even won a humane society competition while she was in high school so she was extremely talented but she had zero interest in her other classes like she literally failed all her other classes now we all know that is the way to get your administration attention and they're going to want to talk to you and figure out what's going on they'll send you to counselors and this is what they did with brenda they she was referred to some counselors and during these meetings they realized that brenda suffered from depression and she had some suicidal thoughts her one of her teachers said that she would have her head down so often in class that he constantly thought she was sleeping she was never really engaged in any of her classes and this was another reason why they worried about her and uh, the reason they wanted to talk to her and found out she was depressed and suicidal now her dad literally refused to sign any paperwork for her to get treatment they suggested that she be sent to an institution for treatment that's how bad her depression was that's how serious they thought this was and her dad maybe was one of those people that thinks that depression is fake and he never sent her in an interview i saw they asked her mom well did you ever talk to brenda about her feelings and her being depressed and she literally told them she assumed her dad did like so neither one of y'all gave a crap about your daughter because I don't give a crap if I think that the other parent is talking to my daughter about something she'll just get talked to about it twice because I want to make sure that it is talked about and that my child is okay so it seems Brenda had some great parents just a plus right but she obviously didn't her depression was left untreated she never spoke to anybody a professional about her suicidal thoughts she was a teen girl just left her own devices and trying to cope and Brenda would say that she did drugs she smoked weed and took other drugs to like numb the pain because those are serious things to deal with especially as a teenager with no one there to help you 
order to talk about things with. Brenda did tell classmates that she was going to do something to get herself on TV. So that also makes me think that the line that she tells later is not. We'll get to the year of 1978. Brenda is a 16-year-old girl and when her dad asked her what she wanted for Christmas, she told him that she wanted of radio. Isn't that such like a teenage girl thing to want? I remember asking for a stereo when I was a young teen and I couldn't wait for Christmas to get that. I wanted a six CD changer because it was all the rage when I was a young teenager and I was so excited because my parents had got me. Imagine waking up on Christmas morning thinking that you got a radio as your gift and opening it up to a 22 rifle with like 500 rounds. Imagine the disappointment and probably confusion because that's not an effing radio like I asked for one thing dad you had one job a fucking radio seriously a gun wasn't completely weird for their family because her dad was a hunter she did know how to shoot he had taken her hunting so that was very commonplace for them but it's not what she wanted that's not what she asked for also why would you buy your daughter a gun when you've been told that she is suffering from suicidal thoughts and depression. That doesn't make any sense. Brenda would say that she felt like her dad wanted her to commit suicide. And that is such a sad thing for a child to feel that their parent wants them to end their life. And I hope that wasn't his goal, but he was a shitty person. So I honestly don't know if it was or not. Some other stuff comes out later that makes me just question her dad, period. But we'll get to that later. If that's what he wanted, it's not what he got. Because on January 29th of 1979, something horrific would happen. Brenda would get up, not go to school. She'd skip school and she would load her 22 rifle. And around 8.30 a.m., she would point that rifle out the window and begin shooting across the street at the children that were lining up at the Grover Cleveland Elementary School. Now, at first, a teacher heard shots and she didn't think that it was real shots. She you know how like nobody initial thought is oh somebody's shooting when she realized what was going on she was literally in shock like she was froze the school principal was opening the gate for the kids to come into the playground and he tried to help children but he was shot and killed his name was Bruto Rags and he was 53 years old when his life was taken he realized what was going on and you know he tried to get kids inside of the building and Mike Schuster, I think his name is Schuster sorry if I said his name wrong he was a custodian he was 56 years old he was a custodian that worked at the school he was literally pulling children to safety when Brenda shot him and he would die there would be those two deaths Mike and Bruto, Berto, and eight children in total will be injured. Luckily, none of the children lost their lives. It is sad that two adults lost their lives, but at least none of the children lost their lives. But these 10 people are not the only people that Brenda would shoot. There's a clip of a little girl and she has her hand and her arm bandaged up, up to like her mid forearm. And she's talking to a reporter, which I don't understand why you would talk to like an eight or nine year old after a shooting just happened at their school. 
but this was the 70s and this is something that they were not used to they probably did not know how to handle the situation but the little girl was talking about how she didn't realize she was shot and she just had pain in her wrist and she had been shot shot in the wrist and they talked to this girl as an adult woman um during this documentary and she talks about how she was standing, just standing and playing on the playground and she didn't realize what happened. And it is so sad, just like hearing her talk as a little girl and then seeing her relive this trauma because I can't imagine how traumatizing that is for a young child. But she was, it's just super sad. Like, cause they're kids, they don't really know what's going on. Like what kid can identify a gunshot wound and what kid can identify the sound of shots like that? So not long after the shooting began, the police did arrive on scene like because this was a big deal and Brenda was still calmly and slowly loading her gun and taking aim and shooting like she didn't care she would end up shooting a 28 year old officer named Robert Rob before she stopped shooting and literally the only reason no one else was harmed was because a cop had a smart idea to pull a dump truck in between her and like the building and everything else that way she would just shoot the dump truck. She did shoot more rounds from her rifle. There would be 36 shots taken in total that day, but thankfully only 11 people were hit. Unfortunately, two of those 11 people did die due to their wounds. Now in the midst of all of the shooting and the getting the kids to safety and the police trying to talk her down, a reporter did call all literally like he looked in the phone book and just called all the houses in that area and he got to Brenda and she like stopped what she was doing and answered the phone for him which is weird like you're in the middle of just shooting at people and you're just like oh casually answer the phone and when asked why she was doing this reportedly she said I hate Mondays this livens up the day can you imagine how this reporter felt hearing this 16 year old girl say i hate mondays this lightens up the day we all hate mondays but you don't see us going around shooting people i mean i guess some people do but it's it's not right the majority of functioning human beings do not do these things and i can't i still i can't believe this is just a 16 year old child She's also reported to have said that the kids were easy targets like cows in pasture. If this was honestly a statement she made, that sends so much fury through me because as you guys know, I have five children and if something happened to my kids, I would not be responsible for my actions afterward. Like period, not responsible for whatever my actions were after that time because you hurt my child. Like what the fuck? Literally my notes say, what the fuck <laughs> because even when i was initially reading this and taking notes i was like what the fuck is going on like is this real because it, it just doesn't seem real it doesn't seem like a real thing that would even happen but this happened so it literally took them seven hours seven hours to talk her down she had a standoff with the police for seven hours this is ridiculous once again i truly believe it's because they didn't quite know how to handle the situation in the late 70s like how often did this happen i'm sure not very often especially in like a suburban area but get this okay get this she literally gave up because they promised her burger king that right there reminds me that she's 16 like because that's a child that's the thing a child would do like oh you're gonna give me this fast food that i want 
yeah, I'll do what you asked me to do, like for Burger King, because if that was not Burger King, no, sorry. So during the standoff, her mother is called by the police and they ask her mom about like what happened when they called her. Do you know, she said when the police called her, she said she was in the middle of her shift or she was counting her drawer down or something and she couldn't just leave. And they were like, ma'am, it is an emergency. It's an emergency with your child, whether your child is the perpetrator or they're the one being hurt. Like, I'm not sure if she knew exactly what was going on, but I'm dropping everything and going to tend to my child because that's my child. I could not care less about this job over my kid. I feel like nobody loved this girl. It's just frustrating. Like, did anybody love this child? And maybe if somebody loved her, could she have not? like could it have led her away to not do something this horrible that it just that pissed me off like fuck your shift lady now remember I was saying that um the we would later find out some stuff about her dad and we'd be like "Mm, that's weird this is one of the things it's some something else comes up later but this is the first thing so after she's arrested the police go in the house they search the house where Brenda lived with her dad they found the house literally extremely dirty liquor alcohol bottles beer cans all that stuff is just scattered around the house they have little to no furniture there is one mattress laying in a room it's reported like by everybody that this is where brenda slept with her dad on one mattress first of all if that's all you could afford that would be one thing but obviously you're spending a lot of money on beer and alcohol because he's a freaking alcoholic but at least give your daughter the mattress why does she need to sleep with you on the mattress that's weird to me she's 16 years old she should not be sleeping in the same bed as you but I guess to each their own it's just a little bit weird Brenda was arrested and she's charged as an adult they charge her with two counts of murder and they charge her with eight counts of attempted murder for the eight kids it seems like she didn't get charged for shooting the cop I don't know why she wasn't but she wasn't so Brenda was subjected to tests which isn't uncommon with like murder cases especially stuff like this like serial killers spree murderers mass shooters they're generally they are generally given tests just because they're trying to figure out they want to know why they did it if they're fit to stand trial all of that stuff so brenda is tests are run on brenda she's found to have temporal lobe damage temporal lobe is located above your ear area so like right above your ear it is the second largest lobe of your brain that's the area of the brain that manages and processes auditory information effects and emotions language encoding memory and certain things associated with your visual perception so how you visually perceive things now if you have temporal lobe damage you can like one or multiple of these can apply to you. Difficulty in understanding spoken words, disturbance in selective attention to what we see and hear, difficulty with identification and categorization of objects, difficulty learning and retaining new information, impaired factual or long-term memory, persistent talking, difficulty in recognizing faces, increased or decreased interest in sexual behavior and emotional disturbance. In example, aggressive behavior now i couldn't find anywhere where anybody figured out why she had temporal load damage like if she was an accident she fell off a tree fell off her bike hit her head if she had any kind of head injury it was just found that she had temporal lobe damage they also found that she suffered from epilepsy and depression but we already know about the depression it just wasn't taken seriously when she was a kid 
which is always kind of a trend with these things, the mental illness that people know about is never really just taken seriously by the parents or anybody else. Now, while Brenda was being held at the juvenile center, she befriended her cellmate, which isn't unusual, I feel like. Now, after her 17-year-old cellmate was released, she... The cellmate and Wallace began dating. The cellmate would get pregnant and Wallace and the cellmate would get married. Now remember, this is a 17-year-old. She wasn't 17 years old at the time that they got married, but she was 17 when Wallace started dating her. Anyway, they would get married because she got pregnant, but eventually she would leave and abandon the child with Wallace. I'm pretty sure it was a little girl too, because I think in the documentary I watched, they caught her coming out the house and she kind of just didn't want to talk to them, which I can understand. Now, it's just weird because he dated and married a girl who was younger than his daughter, who was friends with his daughter. And literally all the reports I found said that she looked a lot like Brenda, including having the red hair that Brenda had. Because Brenda had like long red hair, like typical 70s length hair. She wore a skull cap, like a beanie cap, and she had these huge Coke bottle glasses, which I feel like are very reminiscent of the time, like very 70s, right? Um, So shortly after Brenda's 18th birthday, she was sentenced to two 25 to life sentences in prison, She wasn't given the death penalty, even though she was charged an adult because she was only 16 when she committed the murders. Brenda didn't like get a trial just because she pled guilty. She said, you know, yeah, I did it. Now she would later say that the day of the shooting, she was drunk and high. We already know that she said she previously had been doing drugs and drinking. And I think this was her way of kind of self-medicating to get through her depression and her suicide. But there was literally nothing found in her system when they tested her blood they didn't find any alcohol find any drugs at all now brenda said her drug and alcohol alcohol consumption led her to become very paranoid and due to this paranoia she thought that there were like soldiers or SWAT guy type guys outside of her house trying to get in and she said she loaded her gun and was shooting at them not realizing that they weren't there and she was shooting the kids behind her now I I, like I couldn't find where she had said this previous two years after like in this interview years after the situation had happened but she said that she was shooting at these SWAT soldier type guys she thought they were trying to attack her she didn't even like perceive at all and realize that there were people behind them so she was not taking aim at the people across the street Brenda has come up for parole at this point I believe it's five times um one of them was in 2009 the other in 2016 she's been denied literally ever every single time it might have been six times because of the one in 2019 now in 2019 she was denied again they're not I don't think they want to let her out of prison she might have been 16 but she killed a lot of kids and then she made excuses for saying that she was on drugs when it was found in her system now to bolster kind of what Brenda did say about her being on drugs In 1984, there was a huge drug bust at her high school. So I'm sure that she actually was 
buying drugs at her school it was like the biggest drug bust in that area ever and even a teacher was arrested they interviewed the teacher and he said he was just like selling weed and a kid got mad or something like that but whatever you're selling weed like I know it's the 70s but you shouldn't be selling weed to kids at the school like that's not okay so like I do believe Brenda was buying drugs at the school but I don't necessarily believe she was on drugs that day because of uh test that they ran on her and said that she was naked. Anyway, so during some of these hearings, Brenda would give new information, I'm using air quote, to the parole board that she had never said. Like she said that her father sexually abused her as a teen. That I don't think that I doubt that is very possible, but I'm not sure what it has to do with her being paroled. One of the reasons I know that has been cited on multiple sources of why Brenda was denied parole was she was emotionally unstable. Um, she tattooed herself with a paperclip because her girlfriend broke up with her and she tattooed and it said courage and pride, unforgiven and alone because she was mad because her girlfriend broke up with her. Like Brenda remains in prison they have literally a no like they they don't want to let her out at all and I don't blame them because what she did was horrible she does say that she you know she does feel bad for it and I know one of the things to get out on parole is you're supposed to feel remorse that's one of the things that they take into account and um accepting what you did and taking responsibility but did she really take is she taking responsibility if she said that she was shooting at hallucinations because we don't know if that's true or not I don't know let me know what you guys think anyway so but I don't think that they want to let her out she doesn't seem like she is most emotionally stable she was like in tears and really just messed up in her parole hearing which I can understand she wants to get out she's been in prison since she was 16 years old but there are consequences. I think that they also need to give her some kind of um, mental health help. And I hope that they've done that in the time that she's been in prison because she's been in prison for a very long time since 1979. So that's the story of Brenda Spencer. But I do have a, I do have like a little side note. It's an interesting side note. So the Boomtown Rats came out with this song called I Hate Mondays. And the lead singer, Bob Geldof, happened to be in the States when the uh, shooting happened, when the Garfield Elementary shooting happened, right? And he was baffled by this kid who had shot other kids and killed people. Like he couldn't understand it. He said it was senseless. So he would go on to write the song I hate Mondays and he said that he wrote this song it was a senseless song uh written because of a senseless act so it was a senseless act she did so he wrote a senseless song and I just thought that was interesting that a song came out I did listen to the song and I'll link it in my show notes just because why not give it a listen the song that was inspired by Brenda Spencer now I also do need to say that Brenda says she does not remember saying I hate Mondays this livens up the day or the comments about the kids being easy targets like cows and pastures. She claims she doesn't remember it, but she also said if she said it, it was because she was on the drugs. So I don't know. She denies it, but just cause she denies it does not. Why would that, why would he make that up? That's a weird thing to make up. Like such a weird thing to make up, right? So this is the 
case of Brenda and Spencer and how she hated Mondays. Once again, everybody, thank you for giving my podcast a listen. I appreciate you guys so much and the growth that we have been having is amazing. You guys are so stinking supportive. Please don't forget, go to our Instagram, follow us on Instagram, like our page on Facebook, join our Facebook group. You can find it linked on our Facebook page. All of our handles are a true side of crime. Don't forget to find us on Twitter. Actually, if you go to my Instagram, you go to my bio, you can click the link and it'll give you all the links even to our True Side of Crime merch. Also to our Buy Me a Coffee and our Patreon. I will be having a Patreon series coming up within the next couple weeks. It is a Patreon exclusive, um, American Horror Stories versus Real Life Cases. Because as we know, American Horror Stories like to pluck the case a lot of their information out of headlines and they give it their own little twist the first case we're going to cover is the black dahlia murder so i'm super excited for that so if you want to hear about that please join our patreon we have multiple tiers they are so affordable i promise it costs as much as your coffee from starbucks for one day just one of your coffees i promise So if you can give me a favor and just give me the $5, it would be greatly appreciated. It would allow me to put out more quality content and upgrade some of my equipment to give you guys a better, more quality podcast and more content and better quality content, which is what I always strive to do because I love being able to tell stories to you guys and I love our true crime community. Thank you guys again. Continue to be the amazing people you always are. Stay safe and please don't get murdered.